0: Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Nerd Soup. I am Bo Oliver joined here today with Aaron the Nerd Soup Monkey and we are back to review episode 4 of Moon Knight. And before we get into today's review I want to let you guys know that you can listen to this review on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts by simply clicking our podcast link that is nerdsouppodcast.buzzsprout.com. Also, I want to give a quick shout-out to our sponsor for today's episode, and that would be Skillshare. Right now, the first 1,000 people who click the link in our description box below will receive a one-month free trial to Skillshare. Or you can use promo code NerdSoup when signing up. And if you listened to our podcast before, you'll know that Skillshare is one of our favorite websites to talk about because of how valuable it is for creators, both new creators and veteran creators alike. A membership to Skillshare will give you access to thousands of courses taught by real-life creators for anyone who wants to hone their skills or learn new skills entirely. They provide courses in Adobe products like After Effects and Premiere Pro, and they also have courses in photography or video editing, and even courses that focus on specific hobbies. It's also great for those looking to build a brand around themselves or small businesses. Skillshare has dozens of courses in branding, such as logo design and website building, and so much more. There are also courses that will help you unleash your creativity, such as this course taught by Thomas Frank, Productivity for Creatives. Build a system that brings out your best. Frank outlines the keys to maximizing your productivity while working in a digital space, providing tips and lessons on how to balance all the elements that go into being a modern content creator. And remember, the first 1,000 people who click the link in our description box below will receive a one-month free trial to Skillshare. Or you can use our promo code Soup when signing up. So, don't wait, click that link, and get your skills up. I mean, don't be slacking. Put in the work. Alright, Aaron, uh, episode 4 of Moon Knight. Is there anything specifically you want to talk about this episode? Anything big happened? Anything
1: that, uh, you know, couldn't wrap your head around? I did a little Google dive into Alexander the Great. <laughs> That's, yeah, that was my big takeaway from it. I
0: actually really like that little piece of information, yeah. this idea that he was uh, Ahmet's avatar. Yeah. It, ex- it explains why he was so nice, why he was able to almost take over the
1: world, you know? Well, nice depending on who you are.
0: No, in terms of, like, talking about athletes, like, that boy nice. In (laughs) terms of, you know, like, Genghis Khan.
1: That's what it said on the tomb. Alexander the Great, that boy nice. And You read Macedonian? (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: That's pretty funny. One of my skills. Took Uh. an elective. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, obviously the ending, um, finding out he's in a mental institution and everything is in his head. Or isn't. Who knows at this point. But I kind of... Obviously, reading the comic, like, I always had that in the back of my head, and watching this one, I feel like, like, in the beginning, I'm like, that's how it's gonna end. Especially with everyone talking about the big twist, I kind of put it together on my own, and when it happened, I was like, fucking nailed it. Um, I noticed, like, I don't know if you've noticed, in this episode more than others, but maybe I was actually looking for it, but, like, I I don't want to say it was clunky, but, like, it always felt like something was off, like, these weren't really happening, um, all the events and dialogue and everything wasn't super natural to me, and that could have been a case of bad writing or like a little hint towards like this isn't really what it seems and i felt like um watching the beginning of this episode i kind of put it together i'm like okay that's might be the twist at the end and it ended up being so yeah uh you know i still
0: think there could be a possibility where this is the illusion and this is just harrow you know getting into mark's own mind because it goes back to the idea of mark not knowing who he truly is Mm -hmm. so now he's literally been split into two people but that uh, mis- uh, the mystery personality is still in play when he's talking to Layla about what happened with her father, that his partner killed them all. So mm-hmm. I wonder if that was just another way to say my other personality that I can't control. That I don't even know what to call him. You know, I don't even know
1: if it exists. Yeah, but if I'm if I'm Mark, like, and I have all these personalities, I got these vanilla ass names: Mark, yeah. Steven, Jake. It's a superheroy.
0: Oh, yeah, R- Bruce Banner. You know, Clark Kent. That's Lucius. Maximilian. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Spice it up a little. Come on.
0: Right. That's a, well, like I said, that's like his subconscious giving him a nice little superhero name.
1: And I've had people message me saying that Mark's, uh, Stephen's accent is pretty not great. Okay. So maybe that could be like a reason for that is that if he's basing his accent off of these bootleg Indiana Jones VHSs, then that's kind of how he conjured the Stephen identity.
0: Yeah, it always sounded like it was he was doing an accent like they used to American actors used to do in like the fifties or sixties when they were playing a British character (laughs) or some other accents that are now very offensive. But this one, hey, you know, you never know. These days, people may be truly offended by it. (laughs) But like, maybe he's not the best actor of his generation. It's Christian Bale, who could do a perfect American accent. You really can. Yeah.
1: Um, but it's not
0: anything that God can't do.
1: <laughs> but like you said, like, even in the comic, it's still, like, very up in the air about what's actually happening. So this can be another illusion. This can be something that's not happening. Um, both of it can be. You can just wake up, like, in a different setting and a different thing being like, whoa, that was a crazy dream. And it would kind of make sense for this character. Um, so... That level of uncertainty, when it comes to the narrative and what's happening on screen, is still apparent. I don't think this was because even when they do show him in the mental hospital, you see Layla and you see all the orderlies that we've seen um, in the other setting, and obviously you see Ethan Hawke's character at the end being the the uh, the head of this uh, this ward. Um, there's still things where you, you show signs of mental breaks where you, he does see Steven in a tomb and the other thing and the fucking hippopotam, hippopotam, pharaoh, pha, Hi. pharopotamus. Um, so that was I- a great
0: way to end the episode. However, it still feels episodic. I mean, it, fe- it still feels like they're forcing it to be episodic mm-hmm. where th- once again, that was just a cut in the action. Where it's going to be a funny moment, and maybe it cuts to, you know, a scene with Harrow or a scene with Layla in another setting. But once again, it feels, in the moment, it was funny and startling, but then the episode ends, and I thought, oh, this again, Mm -hmm. where they're just chopping the movie here. And still, I I feel, you know,. it's natural that I'm going to c- compare it to the other Marvel Disney Plus shows, but there hasn't been that wow moment for me. And I feel like with WandaVision and Loki, there were several up until this point of the season. There hasn't been that one moment that really stuck with me where I'm like, man, this was cool. This was this was just a, an epic MCU moment that's going to go down as, you know, in the MCU history books. So I'm I'm still waiting for that. I guess, you know, having some familiarity with the character, it wasn't such a surprise that he, you know, it would change to Mark's in a mental hospital. I was glad to see it, though, because like you said, that that's an interesting thing that they do in the comics, making Harrow the nurse ratchet, mm-hmm. where he's still a villain. He's just a, you know, he's typical douchebag therapist guy.
1: Yeah, so like obviously with all those different... Um, breaks while he's in the mental hospital. He's still, it's very apparent that something's not right either in this setting, this world, or with Mark himself. So trying to unravel that and figure that out, um, I think, is probably what the. Uh, the route they're going to go for the rest of the season, which is only two episodes more. Yeah.
0: Episodes five and six. For me, it's not creating a sense of uneasiness, even no. though what Mark is going through, I, I can't pinpoint it, but I, I'm not scared. Uh, like I said, I, I don't feel very unsettled by what's happening. It just feels like another mystery box. And that like the character of Moon Knight, it's inherent at times that you don't know what's real or what's not. Say, you know, when David Lynch does that in his movies, there's a real palpable uneasiness that you can feel that radiates off of the story. That, to me, isn't present in this show yet. Even though this is kind of, it got to its weirdest point here. And, uh, you know, I've been clamoring for more practical effects. And that freaky guy who was in the tomb with the bodies and the blood, I assume, you know, whatever he was doing in there is going to, we're going to get some answers for that as well. That, That may be another secret that Harrow is keeping about what's actually going on in this tomb with this magic that was scary that was freaky but you know still it, it nothing is really nothing about these moments is is really grabbing me and sending chills down my spine because on paper this like i said i love the moon knight character mm-hmm. and this is the stuff i really want them to get into and i'm glad they did but it's still just not grabbing me maybe i'm just an old fart
1: no i i definitely like share the same sentiment i think
0: like but it seems to be doing it for so many other people
1: <laughs> i know so i'm
0: like what's wrong with me
1: You know, that's a whole different discussion for a different day in a different (laughs) setting. Fair enough. So, um, I can give you some referrals. Can you, yeah. (laughs) It's going to be Ethan Hawke. (laughs) What the fuck? He's, you know he's not doing a bad job I wonder if it's a sense of like um, he continues to
0: kill it but once again yeah. he shows up and he says some evil stuff maybe you called it back on episode one there's really not much there right he's yeah, yeah. just evil bad guy but I you know if 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 his actions were a bit more sinister you know if, if the things that he were doing were you know they really oh this guy's completely lost it I feel like I haven't felt that way about that character since episode one when he
1: put the glass in
0: issues mm-hmm. where I thought this is and they've never gone back to that or his feet okay
1: (laughs) yeah it's not like he's like obviously he's an extremist in his ideals but um I, I don't think there's really I think he's very good as the character but as far as any layers are concerned I think it's very much very surface level when it comes to that character um
0: It's like they haven't used him in a way that I, I wanted this character to go where, like I said, more evil deeds, more sinister actions, ways that you, you know, you get us to root against him because at this point I don't hate him whatsoever. I'm not like, oh, Mark, I really want this guy to, you know, I really want this guy to be taken down i don't yeah, feel that whatsoever need to kill
1: him. no it's right. not like that because like his his philosophies and his you know his mission is inherently evil unlocking this egyptian god that's going to basically determine the fate of people and strike them down before they can commit anything wrong which it's his own its own debate on it's a it's a, it's a whole different discussion on um on the morality of that but like the character itself like he's just i don't know that's that's all he is this is ideals it's not not much more to him um, what did you think about the mark steven layla
0: stuff in this episode guess we got our answer that mark considers it cheating yes when steven kisses layla i think he punched him off a cliff yeah but dramatic
1: s- that's a teddy move if i'm mark i'm still like well like it's still me kind of no i definitely want to be okay with it but i would be like well like <laughs> it's still like my like face you know my smell that's what did it the smell she just smelled like mark that got her going but yeah, you know, you got to talk to Steven. And it seemed like they were cool when they met up later. Like a nice little hug. All's forgiven.
0: They were just so happy to see each other. Yeah, yeah. in that setting. <laughs> just <laughs> nice to see a friend. That uh. was actually funny there in the end with the tombs and you don't know really know what's going on. I imagine there's so much that's going over my head that people are sitting down and putting together the pieces, lines of dialogue that are hinting at, you know, where the story is actually going. But I think, uh, you know, when it comes to Layla in this story and the issue that she now has with Mark where he hid the truth about what actually happened to her father, once again, You don't know if that stuff is actually real. If this backstory... You know, now she's just one of the nurses at the hospital. So is this something that he imagined in his head? But even if it was real, if it's real or not, that doesn't matter. I'm not very emotionally invested in what they have going on. I think the two actors have solid chemistry... But when Harrow is trying to manipulate her, it's, you know, it's it's stuff that we've seen before. Mm -hmm. She's going to confront him. He's going to say, you don't understand. It's more complicated than that. Tell her the truth. She's mad. He gets shot. Now she's sad again. So, I don't know. I feel like emotionally I haven't become too invested in their relationship.
1: Yeah. I mean, it also could be... I was just thinking of different ways where everything can somewhat make sense. Like, this could have all happened in the past and this is his way of, like containing them and convincing them they're crazy just to keep everything under wraps or kind of uh, suffocate the threat by having Mark and Layla in this hospital kind of messing with their minds and being like no everything's imagined meanwhile this probably this could have all happened too I don't know why you would just go through all that trouble and not kill them maybe like part of his moral code is you can only kill if Amit says he can kill so um, this was the next best way to do it again a little extravagant if you ask me um Yeah, I mean, it
0: does make sense. Like He knows his weakness. He knows that he struggles with the identity uh, disorder. So it's an easy way to trick him, to keep him subdued. So it it very well could be that. But I guess, you know, it was fun to get lost in that for... For those last 10 to 15 minutes where you truly don't know what's going on, you're right in the position of the protagonist where he's running around the hospital. You want him to escape so desperately. I do. It makes me feel so icky when characters are so drugged out in mm-hmm. mental hospitals. Yeah. <laughs> I just hate it. I mean, I always feel like I'm going to wake up there one day.
1: <laughs> it's one of
0: my biggest fears. Yeah. And I'm not crazy, though.
1: This person's crazy. Yeah. This person. Yeah. Well, that's what a crazy person would say. Yeah. Um,. Yeah, I kind of like, I did like the, when they cut to him from him drowning to the the change the aspect ratio into that old VHS type format, that was kind of confusing. And then when when they pulled away, and then I kind of like, I was like, okay, that's actually pretty, pretty clever. Uh, I like that. It was
0: shot well, where it was convincingly a show from the 90s Mm -hmm. or the early 2000s or something like that.
1: And when he started talking with the accent, I'm like, okay, I think I kind of think I know what's going on here. And I thought that was, like, a a cool way to transition into Mark being in the hospital. Very well done. The editing there was very
0: solid. And like I said, you do get kind of lost in it a bit. Um, But, yeah, I mean, for overall, it's... I have no idea where it's going. So we have the hippo pharaoh at the end there, who's... She was kind of cool. The CGI was whatever. You know, when it's a giant hippo, you get a pass, I guess. Because hippos don't really walk around on two feet or speak. I've never seen that. No. So, yeah, that's kind of, you know, it's like Scooby-Doo in the Scooby-Doo movies. You got to make them CGI. Yeah, but that's flawless. True. I thought that dog was real. Not cinematography, though. No. Don't, don't forget that. <laughs> it, it feels like uh, we're reviewing a movie. I keep saying it that we we're missing pieces to
1: yeah I feel like with this it's like with like a WandaVision like the clues and hints are there they're fun to like speculate about here you really don't know what's going on or what's going to happen next or like what, what's real and what isn't so like as much as we could sit here and say you know I think this is going to happen there really is no basis because you know in the next episode we can take another complete 180 and then you're back where you started as, in terms of like what you're talking about and discussing and then kind of going back into the past and the past episodes and seeing if it all connects and makes sense in that regard so,
0: yeah, and reading up on the goddess that he runs into at the end, it looks like she may be sort of a mediator between Kanchu and Amet, because Conchu and Amet do similar things in different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, she seems more like a sort of divine presence of goodness. So maybe he'll get some much-needed guidance from her that he isn't getting from Kanchu or he isn't getting from Harrow, you know, setting him on the right path so he can kind of figure out what he, he truly needs to do, not just to save the world but really to save himself that's what's been interesting about this character is that it's not only about saving the day but it's, it's it's his own issues that he's dealing with and how they're threatening to destroy his personal life he basically doesn't have one anymore because of what he's been forced to do by Conju. so how is he going to get some closure here in these last few episodes you know that will be interesting to see that's what i'm going to be keeping my eye on uh because it, it feels like a a contained story within the mcu so the ending has to be something where for certain characters, you know, that's it. It kind of wraps up.
1: Yeah, I like hope You it's... need
0: to wrap it up and it be emotionally satisfying for a lot of these characters.
1: I do hope it's a more personal conclusion rather mm-hmm. than some big Egyptian god fight fest well i also think
0: that there's a possibility that this ends on the show just ends on a cliffhanger yeah and that will be something that they tease in a future project you know what will return right what happened to moon knight you know how is that going to be resolved
1: yeah i don't think like with two episodes left i don't think you make a big this big of a twist at the end of episode four and expect a full answer and conclusion and wrap everything up seamlessly in the next hour and a half but with marvel you never know they may do that (laughs) (laughs)
0: Hmm. let's wrap it up boys Running low on money. Two Oscar Isaacs. That's neat. I'm always so impressed about how they how, how Hollywood can do that. <laughs> always gets me from the Parent Trap to they perfected Moon it then. Yeah, ahead of their games. Work from the devil. Somebody <laughs> sold their soul. Well, let's wrap this up. Moon Knight episode four, uh, solid episode. I think that the internet seems to be liking it. So my opinion
1: doesn't matter. Nah, no, neither is mine. Right,
0: and if they're a little controversial, then you get to yell at us in the comments. So you guys should go do that. Let us know your thoughts, like, share, and we will be back next week for episode 5 of Moon Knight.
1: Mark goes to the dentist. Damn, we were making some good points in that video. Hey guys, Aaron Suit Monkey here. Before we end this video, I want to give a quick shout out to our Patreon supporters. What can I say about you guys that I haven't already said about myself? You are the most important part of the channel and the main reason we keep going strong. Like Bo says, you keep the lights on in the fridge so the fridge is full, or, or something like that. So from everyone here at Nerd Soup, I'd like to thank you guys for your continued support. If you're interested in joining the ranks of our patron supporters, head over to patreon.com nerdsoup and check out the rewards we offer to our patrons. We recently dropped some new stickers for you guys to check out, or you could choose a tier that will allow you to select a movie, show, or video game for us to review. We've got a full slate of fan-suggested reviews coming your way, and we're really excited about the chance to review some of those movies and shows. We've also got t-shirts, mugs, behind-the-scenes videos showing how we bring our videos to life. And once again, thank you to all our Patreon pledgers who have been supporting us throughout the years. Without you, we wouldn't be able to convert all your pledges into cryptocurrency, so thank you from my future self for making us rich.